Over the past year, I have had the amazing opportunity of interviewing dozens of powerful, mighty, beautiful, wonderful women of God. And I will tell you that my next guest is a powerhouse in her own right. And isn't it funny how God works all things together? Today is Easter Sunday, 2018. And my next guest, well, her name is Akila Easter, also known as Akila City. And she will just blow your mind with her testimony. She is a survivor of both rape and near kidnapping. So get ready for the ride. The Good Morning Lady Show starts right now. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I've recently found out that we have gentlemen that love to tune into this, so we are so honored that each and every one of you would take time out of your day to hit play and play this podcast and let it be life-changing. Thank you so much for tuning in to Good Morning Ladies with Candy Bryan. And friends, I have on the line Akila Easter. Would you say good morning to our listening audience? Good morning, everybody. Thanks so much for having me, Candy. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. I love how connections are made and how God brings people together and how you you, you contacted me and I was so elated. I'm like, I got my first contact. <laughs> so, you know, Perfect. It had been me going out to, you know, find great people to tell, you know, have them tell their story up until then. So it's such an honor to have you on the line. And you are a lifestyle and etiquette expert. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Um, I'm in the Chicago area, but I've my expertise has been across the nation, been on a few of major shows, you know, expressing etiquette, showing young women how to behave, um, you know, how to hold the wine glass, all of those little details. So I was brought up in that and I kind of just started to use that again and it turned into a business. Well, I love that. And we're going to get into that for sure on this episode. And for everyone who's tuning in new, we are doing a special series that, that I think this is just going to be so transformative, Akila. We're doing The Ultimate Guide to Loving You. And yes. for the guests that are coming on, it's all about a different aspect of how to love ourselves. Do we all have the tools? I found out recently that I don't have the tools to completely dive deep and see how I'm really loving myself. Am I, am I building myself up? And so I'm excited about this conversation. Thank you for joining us. I'm mm -hmm. going to pray to open our show, and okay. then we want to hear all about you and get to know you, okay? Great, great. Well, God, I thank you for every listener. I thank you for everyone who's tuned in. I thank you for everyone who shares this podcast, that this would be far-reaching, that it would be global, God. And today, we just thank you that whatever is said will be an encouragement, will transform lives. I thank you for my guest, God, and we just thank you that you take the lead today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's start here. Tell us a little bit about you, your background, and then you have a very interesting topic that I, I can't wait to dive into, emotional IQ, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's one of the major things that I do teach with etiquette, because I think a lot of people think that etiquette is just knowing your fork and knowing which knife to use, but it's actually how you treat others and being aware of how you are um, uh, reflecting upon others as well. So I do focus on that a lot. Um, but where I am from, I am from a town in Iowa, Davenport, Iowa. So I was born and raised there. <laughs> there are people, there are, there is diversity there. Um, my mother and father moved there uh, from the South. 
uh, for for job opportunities, and then we were born and raised there. We referring to my brothers and sisters. Um, I moved to Chicago when I was 17. It's kind of like the movie story where they're like, I'm getting out of this small town. I'm going to move to the big city. Mm. So that's what I did. (laughs) So Chicago is two and a half hours away from my hometown. So that's where I moved. That was the closest place. Went to college, uh, pursued graduate school. Uh, I, I have many hats. So I think that, you know, this generation wears many hats. So I'm actually a biology professor as well. And then my business is, yes, yes, I did, I did mention that. So I am, a, I teach biology and physiology at one of the local colleges. Um, so that's where, you know, like our parents worked one major job, you know, that was their focus. You know, you worked this job for 40 years, but I think our generation works multiple jobs. So my lifestyle and etiquette expert um, business has allowed me to be able to schedule around my job and you know, just a lot of things allowing me to do so many things with my life. And um, so outside of the being a professor, I love to teach the etiquette and lifestyle. And it actually came about when I was down on my luck. So I lost one of my jobs. I, I was a pharmaceutical sales rep and I was laid off in 2008, like a lot of people were. And that was a major, I think that was, I can say that that was my first time at fail of failure, how I experienced failure. Um, so that that was in 2008. I remember the date they took my my vehicle. They, they I had just moved into a nice loft, you know, all those different things. But then within one day, my life changed. So I had to I had to do a lot of self examination there. And I know so many guests can identify with that being there and being broken, which I think you know we self-love the title self-love can be so cliche and we kind of like ah we kind of brush it to the wayside but mm-hmm. until recently you know cancer does a lot of things to you it 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 gives you an awareness that life is super short yeah and it also brought about an awareness in my life i know there are all different types of cancer and mine was hormonal so it kind of gave me a little bit of awareness that mm, i haven't been taking care of myself physically right or mentally, because I think it's stress-related as well. And mm-hmm. now my now when I hear self-love, self-care, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can't be effective for my daughter. I can't be effective at my job or even yeah. in ministry or outreach if I'm not taken care of. And I didn't, right. I didn't really take that, value that in the past, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's that development of that emotional IQ, right? So we talk about toddlers acting out, but there's a lot of adults who act out, right? So they don't, they have this behavior. They may respond to things inappropriately at work, you know, lash out at people. And as adults, you're supposed to be able to manage those emotions. We, we, we look at toddlers and say, Oh, they don't know any better, but we can't say that as an adult. So that emphasis of developing your emotional IQ of being aware of your your emotions, understanding where they're coming from. Are you taking something out on somebody else because something happened at home? So, so having that self-check is a reflection of that self-love that you have because your self-love will radiate and it will be expressed upon other people as well. Oh, that's so good. You know, and that is one of the things that I'm learning is, um, Unfortunately, I had to you know, take this for me to realize that there were some negative emotions I was displaying and holding on to and negative thought patterns that were causing mm-hmm. stress. It was causing me not to be 
free and to be the beautiful person God has created me to be. And um, mm. I, I didn't realize it until now. Honestly, now people can say things and do things and they don't really, <laughs> I don't mean they don't mean right. anything to me. But I'm like, look, look, literally. You don't respond. I don't respond because life is so precious and I, I don't let yeah. that have any space. But what you're saying, what I hear you saying is that we need to be aware. And so I kind of mm-hmm. want to get into your story. Tell okay. us a little bit about your journey um, through self-love and healing because I know that you have Oof. a very life-changing yeah. story and someone needs to hear this. So I started to... So eventually in 2008, when I acknowledged that failure in life, I started to try to figure out why are so many, so I did the woe is me. Why is everything happening to me, Lord? Please explain. Am I cursed, Lord? Because prior to 2008, um, I was a victim of sexual assault in college. So uh, I was a, a victim of date rape. And uh, I went to to the hospital and the doctor's were were responsive but the police officer said uh why would you put yourself in that position pretty much to just oh to summarize God. what a female police officer told me oh so i God. that scared me so i did not press charges against that person um and i had i figured out emotion and even just talking to our family i think some cultural aspect is we still blame the victim of why would you go up to his apartment? You know, those different mm-hmm. types of things. And I don't think people even realize the questions that they were asking were blaming me for somebody else violating me. So I had to learn how to deal with that emotionally. I did act out. I was 20, I was 20 years old when that happened. So I did act out, act out a little bit. Um, I would, I felt that men only um, looked at me for that. So I was like, okay, so this is what I'm good for. So I had to do some self-checking with that and acknowledge that when I got back into church, when I, when God was started to talk to me or when I kind of opened my ears to listen to God, that's when things started to uh, turn around. I started to understand, you know what, Keila, that has nothing to do with you. Him doing that to you had nothing to do with you. And you are allowing that action that he did to you to continue in your life. When you can stop that, you can acknowledge it, you can learn from it, and then you can move on and be a better person. Um, so that's one major life turning thing of where I started to develop my emotional intelligence because I didn't break down. So it was kind of, I was kind of a cold person after that. So I never had the opportunity to emotionally break down. I'm, I'm a very cerebral person because I am a scientist. So I kept trying to figure out why did this happen? What, how am I going to respond? So I just kept repeating those things until one day it just clicked and I heard God's voice. And everybody can't overcome those things. But I know that God made me to where I, I physically and mentally am a person who can overcome those things. And then another situation probably, so that was 2000, so probably about 10 years later, 10 years later, um, I was a victim of an attempted kidnapping and sexual oh assault. God. So, oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you don't, you're just like, what? And that's what I was like, God, what are you doing? So I was running by the lake. So Chicago's known to have a, a very beautiful Lakeshore Drive. And I was running on Lakeshore Drive at 1.30 in the afternoon. And somebody attacked me from behind. Uh, this is in broad daylight broad daylight so that's what everybody's like so what that's the first thing every what time were you running were you running at night no this was 1 30 in the afternoon it was a sunny day so it was bright and you know everybody was around and um 
I had stopped to catch my breath because I'm a, I'm a long distance runner. And he came up from behind me and choked me to where I passed out. So he, yeah. So he started to drag me towards the lake and then God woke me up. Like it's like, I can't even explain the, the urge that I, that I felt. Um, but um, God woke me up and I started fighting him. So I guess that, that could attest to me growing up around boys. Cause I fought him like he was, like I was a guy oh and he was surprised God. I could tell. <laughs> Wow. So that adrenaline helped. God, of course, helped me. And I ran into the middle of the street and somebody called the police. And again, the police said, um, were you distracted? What were you doing? Why did you stop running? You know, how did he, how was he able to grab you? So just those little, you know, blaming the victim again. So, but I understand where that comes from because police probably encounter a lot of scenarios and they learned from those scenarios so they think that everybody should know them so that's my emotional iq trying to understand where they're coming from even understanding where the, the person who attacked me came from he probably was mentally ill so he's never been caught so just starting to rationalize these things and i saw how i got over that physically it took me a while to get over it because it was the fight of my life literally but emotionally i accepted that i said okay God, first I did question, I said, why did this happen to me? And then I went back to when I was attacked the, or assaulted the initial time. God made me to where I am the type of person who can withstand two traumatic events within your lifetime. He made me to withstand this. And then that's when I started my business. So there's no fear. I have no fear of anything at this point, to be honest, Candy. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> so, no fear. And yeah. Like what? Okay. You know, those things. <laughs> like you got a splinter. Okay. Suck it up little, you know, so just, I, and I have to work on that too, because I need to be more sympathetic to others because I, I acknowledge God made me to be able to withstand certain things, but everybody can't withstand things at the same level. I think you said something before we started recording this and um, you said it'll, it'll explain a little bit about why I am the way I am. And, yeah. you know, um, I have to, to be transparent, I think I, I, in the in the church world, in the Christian world, we can be very judgmental. And I think yeah. I spent many years in that place being very judgmental. Why is she so mm -hmm. angry? Why is she having that? Why this? Why that? Uh, just looking at people from the outside. But it wasn't until after I went through my traumatic event that I was mm -hmm. thinking one day, what has happened to that woman to make her this way? And how can I connect yeah. with her? Because, it, I mean, it's just, you're right. God made you a way and it's, it's gifted you. You are a fighter. Yeah. You are a fighter. Yeah. And you're, <laughs> you're, you're teaching us right now how to be fearless and fearless and how to walk through it. But it is right. it takes some of those things that we go through. It makes us, it makes us yeah. stronger. And at the mm -hmm. same time, sometimes we have to realize that not everyone's gone through a life-threatening situation. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they don't think the way you do. Well, their response is different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we kind of yeah. have to have that balance. So a couple questions that I had sent you an uh, email, and I kind of mm -hmm. wanted to touch on one of them, is you're speaking, and I believe there are so many ladies that are listening that have gone through sexual assault or even sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And yeah. those thoughts, again, back to the tools conversation, what tools do you use on a daily basis to bring healing in your life? Because it's not a one-time thing, boom. I'm healed forever. Yeah. Sure <laughs> it's, it's ongoing. ongoing There's right? a lot of triggers. There's a lot Can of triggers, especially now. So I'm almost too reflective. 
So I'm always, <laughs> whenever I encounter someone, if somebody responded to me in a way that I didn't feel was appropriate, I'm always trying to say, okay, well, maybe this is where that comes mm-hmm. from. Or maybe that. So I am in, with that, I'm constantly self-checking myself. Keila, why did you respond like that? Keila, don't do that. That thought, even my thought process, because I, you know, the thoughts are still a negative thought, uh, a negative aspect, even though if you don't say it, you still thought it. So I am constantly self-checking. So that was the major thing that I thought that the world revolved around me. And I wish, I think a 20 year old, that's what you do, right? So that's mm-hmm. kind of the excuse, but yeah. I was, it was, my head was getting too big. So now I am constantly self-checking and even asking others, um, how did that make you feel when I said that? So those things of being aware of those around me is making me feel and making me a better person as well. Because I think, you know, that's the whole purpose of us being in this world with a billion people on it. We, we want to learn how to interact and love other people. So that's one of the major things. My self-love is me showing love to other people. And, and that's something I learned from my father who, who just recently passed. He was the most loving and giving person upon reflection after his death that I've ever met. And, I, and I'm starting to, and I start to see his traits in me and I start to love that. And he was the most giving person that I've ever known. So I'm starting to take those traits on and my life is changing with that. And I'm not doing things on purpose to get something into, you know, something that's reciprocated, but I'm sharing and expressing myself. Um, and that's, that's allowing other people to connect to me because it used to be very hard to connect to me because it was closed off for a while. That is so good. I know some, some ladies are listening right now and they're saying, yep, I'm closed off. Yep, I've been hurt. Yep. I'm not going yep. to open that part of my life back up. What are some things, or maybe they're saying, I don't know how to open myself up. I don't right. even know how to self-heal. What are some like practical steps that you would advise? I express myself immediately because I used to have resentment. So, and it, it makes people uncomfortable, to be honest. When I say to people, you know what, that made me feel uncomfortable, or I'm making sure that I communicate with people at that point when something affected me versus waiting and let, allowing that resentment to build up or letting that conversation run in my head over and over and over again. And that's going to take you going back um, I, to get transparent as you did I had to go have a conversation with my mom. I had to, you know, have the conversation with my mother with respect to, we didn't hug each other. We didn't say I love you. And now it's hard for me to say those things. So it's kind of like going back and not blaming. And that's what I kept kept emphasizing to my mother, because of course, that's what you're thinking when you hear your child say that. I'm not blaming you for these things, but I am in a process of trying to understand why my behavior is a certain way. So I'm trying to communicate with you. And that I had to go back, and then now I do that in the present. So I I make sure with my self-checking and self-reflection that I'm also expressing to others, you know what, I didn't like how that made me feel, or maybe there's a better way that we can approach that. And I don't let it build up. I communicate immediately to the point where people are like, okay, you know, I don't want to talk about this, right? Like, but we need to talk about this right now, okay? I guess maybe that's a little selfish, but yeah, I address things immediately. And that's one tool that has helped me. Um, I talk to myself a lot, so, um, but I don't say it's talking to myself. <laughs> it's praying, though. I talk to God. You know, I have formal conversations with God in the car. You know, whenever 
I have these different um, emotions, being aware of those emotions, I need to be able to say, where is that emotional coming emotion coming from? It could come from third grade when somebody says something about my nose that I didn't re- that that stuck with me, you know, for the rest of my life. And then I have to check myself, Kila, that's an irrational thought. So having those conversations with yourself, which I think sometimes we're afraid to do. We do not want to be honest with ourselves. And that's like the number one thing to self-love is to be honest with yourself. Self-reflection is self-love. You know, there's got to be a moment where we have this interruption of a crazy day and how we're responding to it to say, wait a minute, okay, am I taking the healthy route in my thoughts? Am I taking the healthy route in how I respond to my children? You know, yeah, um, because how we treat others, it is really tied to, to ourselves. There's a, a verse I would like to show how God has already talked about this. Jesus has kind of already laid the blueprint. And, and so it's so mm-hmm. important for us to be people of God's word because the wisdom is already there. And what you're saying is so backed up by scripture. I want to share this briefly. Mark chapter 12, starting verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard debating, uh, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. The Lord our God, the Lord, is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. There is no commandment mm-hmm. greater than these. When I was thinking about this series, that is the, the verse that I believe the Spirit of God brought me to because they can't be separated. Right. They can't be And that self-reflection me. is how you mm-hmm. communicate Go with ahead. others. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That self-reflection is how you communicate with others. And and that's the, the verse, that's exactly what the verse is saying, how you're treating your neighbors. So when I'm constantly commu- trying to communicate with my neighbors, that's me also communicating with myself to, with that self-checking. I definitely connect that. Yes, that's a great verse to connect to that. You know, relationships and marriage will really bring this out of you. There's, there was something where I, <laughs> Yes, Lord. I everybody, everybody's listening to it. Ouch. Give me an amen. Um, because there was a season in my life where I had been taking out on my husband the broken relationships that I had in the past. And mm-hmm. I had one relationship in particular where it was, I was with a serial cheater. It was just constant cheating. And yeah. I brought that into my marriage. I would always look with suspicion at my husband, everything he did. And that, the way I was treating him was actually a reflection of how I felt inside. It is right. a reflection. And, and I, I love Jesus' words because I needed to start loving myself, forgiving myself for being in that broken relationship, for allowing myself to be in that emotionally abusive state for so long. Mm-hmm. And I think if I would have done that sooner in our marriage, we wouldn't have walked, walked through the hell that we walked through early on. But also, mm-hmm. I didn't realize, because I wasn't self-reflective, I didn't realize that I was projecting all of that hurt and brokenness onto him. And it impacted Did he communicate that to you? Did he communicate he that felt, to you? He felt that. Yeah, he knew. He okay. actually knew every, every detail of my previous relationship. And so it mm-hmm. was very evident when I was acting out in suspicion, in worry, walking around in fear all the time. He mm-hmm. knew where it came from. And uh, so this is a very healing conversation for me. And I hope the listeners like are getting something out of this as well. Did you have anything yeah. else to share that might be an encouragement to our audience? I just want to motivate people to find out what their strengths are. 
I think we often will compare ourselves to other people or try to seek advice out from other people who, who have different strengths than you do. And when you do that, you are going to set yourself up for failure in a sense. Um, so I hope that people can learn their specific strengths, learn how to use those strengths to help and encourage others. Uh, you have to repair yourself before you can repair others. So I just feel like when you start to dive deep into who you are, you can't wait till you're 60 or 70 years old to start to do that self-reflection. It needs to be now. And I think within our culture, we're, we're speaking more about mental aware, not mental health, but just being aware emotionally of who we are and where we are. And I think we're a little bit more open to receive that. And I just challenge people to do that, to develop their emotional IQ. That is so good. Akila, you're amazing. And you're, you're, a Thank you. you're a fighter. I, your story is, it definitely has touched many of our listeners today. And I always like to provide an opportunity for our listeners to get in touch with you or learn about your business, upcoming projects. Sure. So what is on Akila's roster for 2018? Oh. What's going on? Girl, so much. Um, <laughs> so I am, my website, uh, you can visit my website. I've been putting up different blogs. I'm starting a new, you know, YouTube channel, which uh, is going to actually show these little lifestyle tips that I'm doing. So it's akilact.com. So my name is Swahili. So Akila is A-K-I-L-A-H. My middle name is also Swahili, S-I-T-I, AkilaCT.com. Feel free to email me, send me a message. I'm very receptive to, to talking to people, giving them tips on job readiness, you know, developing emotional IQ. I have a lot of PDFs that I can send to you. So please feel free to reach out to me. That is amazing. And we can't wait for that YouTube channel. So uh, when is the launch date? When you, or have you already started? I actually, this week, I put up a video about diamonds because Valentine's Day. So uh, I actually uh, interviewed a local jeweler and we talked about how to buy diamonds, what you should look for and those different types of things. I don't think that we understand diamonds are a staple piece. So that should be a staple piece that you have in your wardrobe. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is one of the ways we can show self-love, too, is to get a couple. (laughs) That's perfect. Yes, those studs will be very lovely. (laughs) Now, do you have a name for the YouTube channel? Is it? Uh, It's under Akila CT as well. So if you go to YouTube, you should be able to just type in Akila CT and those those videos will come up, some older ones, and then my new ones are, are starting to be published week by week. Yes, I'm going to post the link to the YouTube and also mm-hmm. uh, com for everyone. Yes. And we'll have a little bit of your bio on the podcast website as well as our our own Good Morning Ladies website. So that is something Thank I do you. want to share with the listeners. Our featured guests are always on the podcast site, and that's goodmorningladies.org forward slash podcast. So it's pretty easy to remember. But we want to always support our guests, your project, go out and listen to the YouTube. I, you know what? I need lifestyle help. I'm pretty much like <laughs> I can wear black black and white all the time and mm-hmm. go to and, to and from work and just be like fine. But my husband likes adventure. He likes color. He like he's that, you know, spice of life person. And so I I would love to see some of your videos and your tips. And, That's why you guys and, are a good pair. He's gonna pull yeah. that out in you. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you dress yes. fabulous. You look fabulous. So we look forward oh, to seeing so much more from you. We're excited about thank what God you is so doing much. Life. Well, as always, we lo- would love for our guests to close us out in prayer. Would you do us the honor? Sure. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Our Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We pray for clarity, Lord. We pray for understanding, Lord. We pray for strength, Lord. I thank you for guiding us through the turmoil that we had in our life, Lord. And I thank you for bringing us out to the other side. If anybody is going through that turmoil right now, Lord, I pray that you bring them out, Lord. Bring them through. Strengthen their heart, Lord. Strengthen their faith, Lord. I thank you for the air that you breathe into my lungs every day, Lord. And please continue to watch over my friends, my family. And I appreciate and I am grateful for Candy today, Lord. I'm thankful for her gospel, Lord. And I pray that someone is touched by these words. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I want to thank every listener. Please share, share, share the podcast. All you have to do is copy the link to the website and send it in a text message. Send it on social media. I can't wait for this show post because it's so rich, Akila. And we thank you. And we totally bless your business. And we're excited to see all that's to come. Thank you. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, to all of our listening audience and our Good Morning Ladies family, thank you for tuning in today. Until next time, have a blessed day. Bye-bye.